Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing genetics and how it impacts the agriculture industry, more specifically the dairy and beef side of things. And with me to talk about this topic, I have Chris Montero from GenX, and he's going to introduce ourselves today. Yeah. Himself today. Hey, Brennan, thank you for having <laughs> me. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, like you said, I'm Curtis Montero with GenX. Uh, I am an account manager for this area. Nice. Um, what that means is I'm visiting dairies day to day, making sure they're happy with our products, spreading the word on uh, new products and uh, new stuff happening <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> I suppose it's it's uh, something just it's, when you get onto the dairy, just anything new the guys want to know about. You know, these yeah. these guys are on their dairies twenty four seven. It seems like and mm-hmm. they. Uh, Something when you're something new, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep, we're always looking for the next new thing. Yeah, no, for sure. And genetics, it's it's a lot of new cutting edge stuff yep. that these guys, a lot of guys, just think it's hogwash. Right. It's a uh, future talk. Right. It's, yeah. Exactly. Gene editing isn't a thing. <laughs> it isn't possible. Yeah. Um, but it, it it very much is. It's 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 happening. It's in the world. It's something we're facing and uh, it's it's exciting stuff it's yeah. um all <laughs> it's we've got to remind the dairymen it's all in hopes to help efficiency on the dairy to uh get better healthier cows <laughs> um higher producing cows and uh yeah, <laughs> it's exciting stuff. So definitely. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what exactly Gen X is and, and what you guys do? Yeah. So the, the very basic level, we're a stud company. Okay. Um, we house our own bulls. We collect semen. We sell semen on them. Uh, we sell genetics. <laughs> we sell elite genetics. Um, Gen X is all about ideal commercial cow. We want, like I was just saying, it's um, high producing cows with lower health events. Uh, just thinking on the commercial level, right. thinking uh, large herds, um, these herds are getting bigger, <laughs> more sure. cows, less dairy men, yeah. more cows, bigger, bigger dairies, um, yep. cross states even. Mm. It's, uh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so sure. um, we have a whole line of bulls, um, Holsteins and jerseys. Mm. Uh, we do dabble in some other um, breeds as well. Um, and Angus and <laughs> Limousine and Charlet, that nice. that uh, world I'd say I'm not an expert in, but okay. I'm having to be. Um, <laughs> we uh, the beef premium is a real thing right now. Mm. Um, Holstein Jersey calves aren't worth nothing, right? Not exactly. <laughs> so um, maximizing uh, um, our profits through beef mm-hmm. is. Uh, is one topic uh, it's easy to have on dairies. Mm-hmm. Um, dairymen want to hear about how they can make some money, and uh, a lot of my conversations are around that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a calculator, calf math, um, that will calculate, fine-tune their breeding programs, um, how many replacements do they need, how, many, how much beef we can really push into the um, dairy, um, as well as a lot of other value-added programs, which is why I come on board. Gotcha. Um, before I get too far down that path, um, Gen X also has a herd care line uh, coming out as well. We have our own calcium boluses, we have our own rebound boluses, um, teat sealants. Um, so we are coming out with the herd care line because we want to come around all, you know, 360 health. Right. <laughs> Three, so that's not the best way to put it. Um, just we want to come 
all around the herd and help in any way we can. <laughs> um, <laughs> not just the semen, but also bring, you know, care about the herd. And, right. Products such as that. So, right. Um, like I was saying, I'm an account manager, so I come on with the value added side of things. Um, I do um, reports, I do a lot of gene edits, not audit, edits. <laughs> <laughs> I do gene audits mm-hmm. um, <laughs> on the dairy, kind of see where they're standing. And I do that calf math program because if the dairy wants to uh, um, start using beef, it's, it's, we got to introduce some strategic breeding programs and mm-hmm. That's when um, a lot of extra care and a lot of um, extra eyes need to be on that program. Mm-hmm. That's where I come in and help out with the dairymen. Um, I do bull selection for dairies as well. Um, so yeah, just a, I'm everything <laughs> with the reproduction program. Nice. <laughs> Any kind of questions, concerns they have, I'm. I hope the dairymen come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I strive to be that reproduction expert and. Uh, I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the way, guys, we both have colds, so you're going to have to, uh, our our voices are going to be a little off, might be coughing from time to time. There might be some coughs in the podcast, but we're good. I can cut out some of those. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping so. Yeah. Um, Do I need to repeat anything? No, I think you're good. Um, You know, I think that um, your job is one one that I I think a lot of our consumers are a little Mm -hmm. unaware of. I mean, there, there are some aspects of the agriculture industry that people just don't tend to think about as, as being real things because uh, there's such a uh, stigma, I guess, for people to, to grow up thinking that farmers today are just like old McDonald, you know, going out milking their one yep. cow with yep. their pail. <laughs> and they tend to not think of how, how big this industry gets and how, how many hands are involved in all the little things in it and, you know, going so far as to being, you know, behind the scenes as to the actual genetic breakdown of mm. building our, our future cows and that kind of thing. And like you were saying, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, old-fashioned dairymen will think that that's just like a thing of the future that, you know, it's not something that we really need to worry about yet. But, I mean, you know as well as I do that the the future of the ag industry is something that we always need to be worrying about. And, you know, I think that your guys' role in, in that mission is kind of a unique one, one that people don't tend to think about too much. Yeah, and it's it's something you got to kind of tread lightly with. Cause right. As soon as you said genetics, and as soon as you say, you know, we sell genetics, right. uh, the general consumer is like, wait, 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 hold on, I don't, we just had a big fight over GMOs. Right, exactly. <laughs> we know, we're experts in this field, so right. it's, it's, not, it's not, it's not that it's not, it's you just got to educate, and you have to right. explain, you not, we're partnering, you know, Mothers and fathers, mm-hmm. we're looking for, <laughs> looking for um, the best. We're yeah. matching up, you know, those traits and those phenotypes, right. and you know, we're trying to get those elite bulls, and right. that's what we're trying to market to these dairies, and just um, hope that the traits we're picking for are being um, right onto the next generation. So it's it's tough in a way that. It's like the general populate population is not friendly towards us. It's right. not. It's not that I can't go to LA or San Fran, tell the world what I do, but it's I gotta remember what I say and how I say it because right. in in I mean in the end game, it's we're want we want more efficient cows. Right. Exactly. That's what it's coming down to. It's 
in that we can only do that by selecting gene, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> by selecting the specific traits we're looking for right. um, in those animals. And it's just reminding the world that we want to be efficient <laughs> and help these dairymen out. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and, and people tend to not think through exactly what is going on with what you guys do. They think they tend to think that it's unnatural or that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's wrong or, or that, you know, what you're doing is, you know, raping cows or whatever. But they tend to ignore that we're doing it in the best interest of the dairy cows themselves, of the dairy industry, of the consumer. You know, we, we keep all these things in mind as, as we do this kind of stuff. And when it comes to the, the issue of genetic modification itself, we will get those same results that we're achieving for. Just it'll take many generations of crossbreeding and, and natural adaptation and all those things. We can just cut the middleman out and just do it now mm -hmm. with a lot of the new technologies we've come out with. And people, as, as much as they don't like that, I mean, it, it's it's possibly the best thing that we've ever could have done for for this you know side of agriculture yes <laughs> i agree with you completely right don't get me wrong it's it, i do believe it is the best for the industry and we are we're just accelerating growth mm -hmm. at, at a crazy rate <laughs> um, but like you were saying with genetic modifications and stuff like that it's uh yeah, we can essentially skip a generation right. with uh, in vitro fertilization. I can't say <laughs> <Right>. that even. <laughs> uh, embryos and stuff like that. And that's just, I don't think that's come to the commercial side yet. Right. I do think embryo work will get there. I right. I think there's a purpose for it. But it's just not, it, it's coming there. It's coming. Mm -hmm. Very, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot down the pipeline that we're waiting on. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and the gains there, I mean, the, just what we hear, <laughs> just the growth we were having in <clears throat> um, headquarters and right. with our own bulls that we're housing and uh, just the, the genomic traits on those bulls. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to get our, hand, excited to get our hands on them. Yeah. Um, just... Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> um, I know we talked about it a little bit, but have you have you faced any major um, backlash from consumers on, on like a personal level? Like have you gone and talked to consumers about what you do and they kind of look at you sideways because you talk about how you guys sell genetics? Um, well, yes and no. It's, it's, it's always fun when you get on an airplane and you sit down next to somebody and you hope they're not a talker, but they're a talker. So... Uh, <laughs> You got to come up with something, right. and you can't really say you're a semen company because <laughs> the general population doesn't know what that means. <laughs> and uh, then there's people who overhear the conversation, but um, not attacked. <laughs> not it's 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 the ones that you know I've, I've never heard of that. You know, right. I want to know more. Right. That I get more. Right. Which is great. Mm -hmm. I've only had those experiences. I'd say only. So, mm -hmm. um, no, not that I feel attacked, but um, definitely uh, um, the, where I can say I've educated somebody and, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not what you think dairy is. Right. <laughs> you know, it's... Right, um, yeah. I come in to play with the reproduction programs and um, this is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as much as... I, I have had people where you're just playing God. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're messing with 
things that should be natural. Right. I, I'll, I'll say that. Um, we, I have had some pressure that way, but um, just reminding them that, you know, hey, we're out for the best interest of the dairyman, right. you know, for um, the best quality product. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and kind of what's interesting about that is people will talk about how, you know, like you said, you know, it's, 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 it's playing God, it's against nature, it's, you know, this all these evil and horrible things that we're doing by, um, you know, picking and choosing what traits go into our cows. But really, if they're looking at it from the ethical side for the cows, it's helping the cows out too because whatever calf comes out, it's going to be the best of the best and it's going to survive the strongest and it's going to be the healthiest. And, exactly. you know, there's, there's so much benefit to what we're doing. And to their point, I can understand why they would think it's unnatural and, and mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's always things wrong with it. But in a world where we have so much fighting against agriculture, we have to get as smart as we can with producing as much product as we can. And that, that's, you know, one of the things that I think that they don't really think about because they're not in that world. I mean, mm-hmm. they tend to just not have the, the same experiences or the same um, understanding of how vital this this stuff is to you know to the dairymen that deal with it on a daily basis and that's exactly. a livelihood exactly that's uh where the strategic breeding comes in <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know it's it's uh the dairies where i get genomic test data on mm-hmm. that i can do a mating on um that information mm-hmm. it's where um it's where i think i see the best uh, improvement but as well as we're 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 watching out for the animals, right? Uh, we know not just where you know the predecessor is genomically, but we can see you know maybe where they're weak at, maybe where they could use some improvement. Right. Um, we still do visual matings. You know, we still have um, some of our sales reps will walk behind herds and visually, um, you know, see mm-hmm. what needs improvement, needs some changing, and right. Uh, we still do matings <coughs> off that. So. Um, Having ease is a actual trait that we yeah. don't want that we choose to get a lower score on, so we don't you know mess up the mother. Right. Um, it's yeah. There's traits for everything. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really it really is we're 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 keeping an eye out for the dairyman, and we mm-hmm. we want like I've probably said a few times now we're just trying to make the most efficient cow. Right. You know? I mean, and and at the end of the day, efficiency is such a I mean, it's, 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 it's everything now because we have, you know, less land to work with. We have, um, you know, for having more cows, like you said, we have less dairymen to work with. We're having some labor issues. We're having some, you know, um, some, some, some backlash from the consumer on a lot of the stuff that we're doing. We, efficiency is really all we've got left. I mean, we've, yeah. we've really, a hundred percent. And I gotta think it's, we, I, we've either came out with a trait or we are coming out. I think we are coming out. I haven't seen too much on it yet, actually. Mm-hmm. So I think we are coming out with a feed efficiency trait mm-hmm. where these, the CDCV, I guess, the, mm-hmm. the, the board that oversees all these genomic traits can actually trace um, how efficient these animals are <laughs> from, you know, how much f- feed to how much milk they produce. Wow. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I don't know what comes into that calculation, <laughs> but they're, they're seeing there's some correlations there. Yeah. Um, there's even one for robotic uh, milking efficiency. Huh. That's <laughs> so crazy. I mean, there, you can. I should have brought a cow. I have it in the car. It's, 
you can just sit there and just kind of go through all the traits and just, you know, well, even I got questions still of what this <laughs> trait means or how they calculate it. So um, there is uh, Zoetta's health traits where we have. A lot of guys want to go um, Dairy Wellness Profit Index. Um, our ICC has been very good. Mm. Uh, higher ICC number means they're uh, more on the commercial side. Um, and then Merit is still a popular one. Yeah. Um, can't get away from that one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that overall, I mean, just looking at the dairy industry, the beef industry, really pretty much every ag industry at this point that involves a living things, whether it be plants or animals, genetics is such a big thing right now that is like because we can't get away with a lot of the stuff that, yeah. we, that we want to do yeah. whether it be pesticide use or whether it be um you know uh antibiotic use on, on animals mm-hmm. or whether it be um the use of, of certain types of of feeds that can help them grow faster or whatever maybe there's a lot of restrictions on the stuff we use so we kind of have to rely on just their biology and and use what we can You're and what exactly we know right. about it and yep. and you know, that's, that's something that we that we even look at from from the crop side of things and from the mm-hmm. livestock side of things and from the you know it doesn't matter looking at finding the things that can grow the fastest that can produce the most that can live the longest that can you know um, survive the the most amount of hardships mm-hmm. that can you know whether it be a strawberry that can survive the cold or uh, a salmon that can grow 10 times its size in half the amount of time or mm-hmm. you know uh, a cow that can produce three times as much milk on half as much feed or, you know, whatever it may be, really the, the, the genetics of all of it, what is as crazy as it sounds is probably the, you know, the fundamental building block blocks of having an efficient, productive, yep. you know, operation, no matter what, oh, yeah. you know, no matter, no matter what you come from. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent correct. Um, uh, you, you know, you can easily come up on a dairy and assume the traits they're looking for mm-hmm. is, um, high milk, you have a milk above 1,500 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, fat and protein combined probably above 140. Talking about Holstein. Right. <laughs> you know, Jersey's whole different ball game. Right. But, um, and then from, you know, that's those are the safe assumptions. Right. Um, and DPR, um, daughter pregnancy rate, you can assume they all went positive. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get your dairymen who are on top of things will give you, you know what, I want my semantic cell score, you know, here. Okay. I want my... Um, T placement here. I right. want, and those guys um, are great. Those guys are on top of their game and know what they need to correct and know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think I've told you before. I, I think the management everywhere is fantastic. I right. think all these dairymen are in the game still for a reason. Right. <laughs> I do believe the guys who are in it still are. Um, very good at what they're doing. It comes down to how good their herds are, right? How elite, how efficient, how great the herd is, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where genetics plays a role, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's and kind of another crazy thing that um, I've noticed is just like you know we learn about genetics in like our you know high school biology classes or whatever, mm-hmm. and genetics when we learn about it, it sounds like such a simple concept, you know. A mother has horns and the father doesn't have horns, so the baby has a 50% chance of having horns. I mean, that seems pretty simple. You <laughs> yeah. have your Punnett squares, or you learn about, you know, Gregor Mendel, who, you know, you can throw his pea pod, uh, you know, garden, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, there's all these, like, you know, really simple examples we learn about when it comes to genetics. And then you actually get into modern genetic technology, and it's like a whole new level of complicated that, like, you know, 
it's yeah. it's it's crazy some of the stuff that they're able to find just through oh, genetic code. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I can't even go into it. I don't <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm uh, if I know enough or if I should know more. There's just so much out there. And right. Just, you're always hear something different. Right. And um, shoot, when you heard of the sexing technology that we have, the the the, the you know eighty eight percent. Um, female ratio, like right? That's crazy. That alone is just <laughs> how. Like that. Yeah, like <laughs> how are we the, doing this? The idea that we can just tap in before the baby's yeah. born and say, you know what, you're gonna be a girl, and then it I pops know, out a girl. Know, it's like, how can you even like right? think of doing that? Kind and of then thing? thinking that every every company, this this technology's out there, we should have all have access to it, and we can't figure it out. You know, there's <laughs> right. companies that can't figure it out. That right. <laughs> There's it's just crazy. some mastermind out there that does this, right. does it. So, well, um, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of opinions around the sex mm-hmm. product. Right. <laughs> we call it our gin choice product. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, people love it. Think it was great for the industry. Then yeah. we have uh, those people who think it's the worst thing to come <laughs> to the industry. That we have way too many replacements now, <laughs> and um, yeah. the Springer market's dead because of it. And uh, <laughs> so right, I don't know where I land. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe currently the best program right now is uh, all sexed mm-hmm. product and uh, beef product. Mm-hmm. Um, use the sex to get your replacements, mm-hmm. and then fill in the gaps with your Angus or your limo or whatever beef you have a contract for, right. and uh, get your hands on that premium. Right, exactly, <laughs> which <coughs> is working. <laughs> It's working. That premium's out there. Uh, they're still getting it. Um, that's a whole other conversation in itself. <laughs> we can go into, but uh, right. I mean, be, six months from now, nine months from now, we don't know what that premium's going to be. So right. Exactly. It's and a lot of what I do, I won't see the effects of till that calf hits the ground mm. and that calf enters the milking herd. I don't yeah, know. That's crazy. <laughs> if we made the right decision, <laughs> right? There's genomic tests, and we can you know see. Where those levels are, and we can make assumptions. Right. But it's, yeah, I won't see my my changes or my effect in that herd until that cow enters the milking stream. It's just <laughs> so crazy. So uh, it's yeah. it's it. What I do is a lot of trust mm-hmm. building. A lot of requires a lot of trust to have someone you don't particularly know right make changes to a program like that. Right. But you don't see effects of. Um, till down the line so um, yeah my guys uh, like to think they trust me enough (laughs) they uh, like my ideas and like my changes so um, yeah I I don't blame them you know it's it really is a a personal protected I don't say it's a trade secret but it's it's, to that business it's it's kind of their bread and butter right you you gotta get your cows pregnant and you gotta get the best animals well it's kind of funny i was just talking about this with my animal science professor mm-hmm. it's crazy how many people don't understand they're outside the dairy industry they don't understand that a cow won't produce milk unless it has a calf i know it no i know it, <laughs> it is, <laughs> and it's just it's, it's mind-boggling yeah it's like well you think it like you got to relate to humans right right like, then it makes a connection yeah like you talk to like a you know a, a woman mm-hmm. why aren't you producing milk because you haven't had baby <laughs> yeah like, like what are you thinking <laughs> so, it's the same way with cows right it's the same with all mammals mammals, mammals have mammals. to have a baby to mm-hmm. produce milk that's how you know their biology works exactly so it's 
it's like whenever they think that we're raping these cows, like they have to get them pregnant all the time. No, if we don't get them pregnant, they're not going to produce milk. And that dairy won't have milk. Right. <laughs> that dairy gonna... won't have a paycheck. Right. You know? Yeah, no, it's just, it's crazy how people don't understand that. Stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, and watching all the uh, uh, levels and benchmarks we have to set for those dairies, we like to see, you know, 50% of the herd pregnant. Right. Before 150 days of milk is kind of like our general rule of thumb. And, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> keeping those numbers in mind when you go to a dairy and, um, you know. That's crazy. When you get these guys you want, hey, I don't know what's going on. I think our numbers could be better. You know, what, what do you think? Um, Got to take a look at their numbers and their dairy comp and try to help them out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like them. I'm walking on to the dairy a lot of times for the first time and it's just... Let's see what's going on. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's a, a lot of, um, um, I'll have some dairies, hey, you know, our, our conception rates are just low. What, what's going on? You know, why, why is why is it like this? Um, usually out of season, right? Summers, the numbers are usually lower, but it's out of season, people get concerned. And uh, a lot of times, it's not what they're doing wrong. It's the genetics they've had in the herd. Mm. If they've been breeding low DPR, those daughters aren't going to breed back. Right. <laughs> it's, so it's not always just uh, what's in front of you. It's we got to go back and see what you know these fathers are and what their right. numbers look like. Mm-hmm. Um, all back to genetics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything is goes back to genetics. Yep. Yeah. So it's 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 just yeah. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, a puzzle. It's, yeah. It sounds um, interesting. In just, I mean, I love to get my hands on the the most elite bulls we can, but. Mm. Those bulls only produce so much semen. Right. Then we ship nationwide. We're global even. Right. <laughs> so we have a lot of bulls released to the U.S. market, but a, a lot go international that we can't even touch. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so crazy. And just seeing these bulls. We, I've been to the headquarters and seen the collection ring, and these these bulls are just almost like royalty. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? And, yeah. You know, oh, it's high flow. Like, whoa. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't even get my hands on his semen. <laughs> I've heard stories of that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's his, it's his the cane of him in our tank. I'm like, wow, like this is it. Like, this is a big deal. <laughs> right. Um, they're just, yeah, they're royalty. They're, right. they're bigger. They're like monsters. They're, yeah. They're tall. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because like, you know, showing... Like in, like in high school, when you know, we show cattle, mm-hmm. like I showed beef cattle all four years of high school. Nice. And when you're in the competitive show arena, you kind of learn some some familiar bowl names okay. of popular show bowls. Yeah. And so whenever somebody gets a steer that's like, you know, out of bleeding purple, like, oh, no way. You got a bleeding purple steer. Okay. And it's like super high dollar. And then like, <laughs> you know, so there's like, I, yeah. I totally understand what you mean. There are some royalty bowls yeah. out there. I've, you know, I've never gotten to meet one of the famous show bowls before. Right. Yeah. But like a lot of them are like... You know, they keep them in like this super fancy dancy, right. you know, facility off in Texas somewhere, and nobody gets to see him except <laughs> for the guy that's collecting them. But he gets, you know, pampered, right? Or, you know, like fresh they, fed, AC yeah. all day. Yeah, those things are not allowed to go outside, yeah. or else they will die. Exactly. And if they die, then you just lost like a billion dollar uh, nose. And yeah, and I'm not familiar with the show world. That's one thing I, I, not that it comes back to me, but I, you know, I'm not familiar with that show world, right? But, um, like you were saying, this the families are right. just elite, and you know mm-hmm. um, where those families land, and um, where those families excel at. Right. You know, I could tell you, you know, where <laughs> I don't want to say too many names of bulls, but well, I mean, like just for an example, there was a heifer that I bought, or not, 
no, 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 I didn't buy the heifer. Never mind. There's a, <laughs> there's a heifer that my friend bought okay. that um, the heifer went for, I think, three or four grand. Mm-hmm. Her half-sister, her half yep. just because that half-sister happened to have a different dad than, than or maybe it was a different mom, I don't remember. But Either way, yeah. it, her, this heifer's relative went mm-hmm. for 20 grand in Texas yeah. just because it had the bloodlines of some grandsire somewhere along See, the way. I know it. That no, was just this it. crazy popular yep. bull back in the day. Oh, and so, it. like, it's just like, you know... Oh, the, you know this. This I had this half sister to this, you know, man among boys daughter yep. from you know over here, and it's like, I'll take it for twenty grand. Exactly. You know, it's like it's so crazy yeah. how people, you know, how crazy they get over oh, yeah. over genetics. I'll get dairymen who will, you know, as soon as they open my catalog up, they'll go straight to the families <laughs> and they want to know who that grandsire, which no grandsire, great grandsire. Um, is and right. they'll make their selections off that right it's so um, crazy yeah but but then you got to keep in mind just like with us mm-hmm. there's only so many families right exactly. <laughs> so inbreeding is a real concern right um which we have programs against that to mm-hmm. help you know um combat that but uh yeah they've actually they can, they've correlated a specific like, net merit draw drop i mean i guess uh Point value drop okay. in these trades based on a per, based on the percentage of inbreeding. Okay, they can actually see like milk production loss, huh. um, DPR loss, SCR loss, um, based on how close the inbreeding percentages go, hmm. and uh, <laughs> so they can make selections based on how close of an inbreeding correlation. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so mind-boggling to me. It's, it's, it's just, just yeah, there's so they much. They can make selections on how close of a uh, breed they want, a mm-hmm. mate they want, based on that drop. Is it worth huh. this drop? Is it do I want th- do I want to select this bull for this trade? It's going to gain me this many points, but it's this much percentage inbreeding correlation. Is it worth this? So <laughs> it's like why would you think that? It's, yeah, like, to me it's like so it's much. inbreeding. Let's kick it out. It's not lose any points. Right, but. These these strategic breeders these they're making these selections because they want to make the biggest jump they want right. to make these jumps and so yeah <laughs> they have to make these accelerations somewhere I guess yeah. is the best way to put it it's yeah I don't know there's yeah. a, that's above my pay grade oh yeah <laughs> that's no not there's come in. there's such a there's there's so much when it comes to the genetic side yeah. of, of stuff that like not only is it completely insane <laughs> but it's like you you almost like you wonder how people for one come up with this stuff and second of all like with with as much of like consumer concern with a lot of that stuff like with Mm -hmm. the inbreeding and with like cloning for example and like you know the the fear of biodiversity like you almost wonder how this stuff is getting as far as it is and still remaining successful because like you know there's there's a lot of that that kind of science that like they have it down to a t Mm -hmm. and then like one day they'll figure out oh we don't know as much as we thought about this. There's something else that we didn't factor into yeah. there, and they're and then they're like, "Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're still finding correlations between all these traits, and they're still making adjustments to the calculations they've had years ago. Right. I mean, I think they just made a net merit change. I think two, three proofs ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're it's still so finding out stuff, and we're still uh, making advancements. Um, yeah. But. Well, it kind of goes back to what I was talking to you about before we started the episode with um, these CRISPR cattle. Yes. And so, you know, for people in our audience who aren't aware, and, you know, I wouldn't blame you because it's kind of a 
a pretty recent thing, and it's been you know I, I saw I read an article about it in on, on Wired, which is a you know it's a science based website, and um, it it's been kind of I wouldn't say you know like on the down low, but it just hasn't been talked about a whole lot, just because there's there's very little um, knowledge about how exactly it works or what exactly it means uh, for the future. But basically, um, they take these cattle and how's the best way I can describe this? So when it comes to cattle, just like with you know many different mammals, they have an X, chrom- or an X chromosome and a Y chromosome that determine their sex. They, you know, an XY is, is male and an XX is female. And so when looking at their chromosomes, there are certain individual, I'm not sure if it's alleles or if it's individual genes or what exactly is determining the phenotypical expression of certain traits in their in their um, cattle. But like, for example, you know, there are certain genes in, in a particular chromosome that might express color, you know, variation in, in certain types of cattle. But... Going back to the, the article, they were able to find that they could isolate the SRY gene present in XY chromosomes of beef cattle, which the SRY gene is present in all mammals, by the way. Anything that has an XY chromosome is present there, and the SRY gene is what expresses masculinity or masculine traits, so like muscularness, um, testosterone production, growth, um, accelerated growth, and kind of just like a, a larger, bulkier um, body like shape and size and build. And so they were able to isolate this in um, in beef bulls, and they they wanted to isolate this gene and make it, it express itself in XX chromosome uh, combinations. So whenever they have females, they want the females to express the phenotypic body structure of a male. So basically, when it comes to the beef industry, usually the beef ranchers will uh, value males over females. Females are good for production, you know, sure, they produce more calves, but the males are the ones that are producing the high-quality beef that we like to eat. And when you slaughter the female, the female tends to not be able to hold as much uh, high-quality beef on it just because of how their biology works. They just can't gain that much weight or that much fat or that much muscle in the same amount of time that a, that a steer can or a bull can. And so if they were able to isolate this SRY gene, make it present in the females, the females would look like the males. They'll hold their value. Exactly. Into market. Exactly. And so there's such a there's a there's an argument about this right now about whether or not this is a good thing. And it's the reason it's not more controversial than it potentially could be is because it's still in extremely early development. I mean, like they're barely trying to test this thing, and they haven't even gotten a chance to get a cow to take yet. You know, they they can't get a cow pregnant with with these new genes yet. And they're thinking that there's a possibility that they're looking at the the gene map all wrong and it's basically like looking at a map of 16th century America where you know there's so much uncharted territory that they have no idea if by turning that SRY gene on in, in females they're turning something with fertility off and it's possibly you know causing the, the sperm to to terminate before it even reaches the egg or something's going on there and so but assuming they're able to get that working if we had females that looked like males, they could potentially be as productive as males. That could revolutionize the beef industry, mm-hmm. but it could bring a whole new slew of problems. It could flood the, the markets, and then it, you know could have all kinds of ramifications. And and my concern with it is, we look for a lot of maternal qualities in beef cows to be able to produce um, calves and, and not have any any calving issues to damage the cow. If a cow looks like a bull, would it still be able to produce calves? 
that same way. That's would, what I was going to say. It needs to maintain the fertility. It needs right. to maintain that aspect. Right. Like, you know, it needs to have, like, you know, a strong birthing canal and, and yep. you know, the, 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 the hip structure and all, all the things that make a, a, a cow, you know, structurally supportive enough to, to not only carry but to deliver that calf effectively and safely for both the cow and the calf. If we make the cows that muscular and beefy, would that in part damage their ability to produce calves? I personally think it would. Yeah. And if that's the case, would they just have some maternal cows and some beef cows? Would they have, you know, what, it'd be interesting to see where they go with this new technology, but it kind of just shows that there's so much about genetics that we're still learning. Mm -hmm. And there's so much further that this thing can go. It's just crazy thing about the fact that they're still finding new you know, new, new ways to oh, manipulate yeah. genes. Yeah, and I wish I, I was a little more of an expert in the beef industry to touch on that more, <laughs> but me being on the dairy side of things, yeah, I, I think the fertility needs to be there right. um, to make that effective. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you're going to get your your bring to beef herd, <laughs> you're going to get your bulking, your beef herd, and you're going to have your reproductive herd, you know, right. for the sake of replacements. And that's right. kind of all I can see it going. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and I know their their breeding season's a little different too. It is. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, there's there's definitely some differences between the beef and dairy cattle yeah. industries as far as breeding and genetics go. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, just where you know where where this thing goes. Oh how, my gosh, how, yeah. how far we no, can I'm go. I'm gonna keep my eyes on that. And see <laughs> what's going on with that? Yeah. No. I mean, but yeah, like you were saying, we're still making discoveries. Yeah. We're still figuring stuff there's out. There's so much to to learn about when it comes to genetics. So yeah. I mean, on on all there, aspects. There's so many different strategies too, you know. Right. Genetics, we choose, um, you know, commercial cows. We we, we 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 chose the route of, you know, maybe not so tall cows, not so much of the stature right. side. We've chosen um, shorter, you know, stockier cows, if you will. Right. Um, and higher production. Right. Higher milk production. That's So you'll see in our catalogs and in, in, in down the road, the bulls we're going to be choosing in market are the more higher efficient, more production cows. That's what <laughs> we've chosen. But um, other companies have chosen different routes. Right. They see stature as um, king. They mm -hmm. see net merit as king, and they'll make their selections based off that. Um, so there's so many different strategies. <laughs> yeah. So many different ways to go about it. Yeah. You know, and exactly. It's not just a blanket. Uh, which we got to remember, it's not just a blanket solution for these dairies. It's mm. you really got to get on there and fine tune it and pick those bulls for that dairy. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not a blanket solution, genetics. It's not, you know, let's start picking genomic animals. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we'll just magically, you know, hit these, you know, benchmarks we've been aiming for. Right. It's, no, there's, there's so much planning that goes into exactly. it. Exactly. Planning, yeah. it's a management tool. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so. I wish there was more to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that uh, you know that's all. That's everything that. Um, you think so? I, I, that, those are all the questions I have. I mean, if there's anything else you oh, want to add, anything you know, you, you have questions about. I'm sure we're gonna be driving away. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, people might <laughs> about this. I don't know. I don't think uh, any viewers have any other questions. I hope I didn't go too off topic. But no, I think you're pretty on par. I mean, um, you sh yeah, send them my email. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so K M O N T E I R O at genx.coop um, any questions feel free to send me send them my way friendly enough I guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> my job to yeah. answer questions and I'll be putting that in the link in the description so you guys can find awesome. that easier and you know yeah that's 
ask uh, Curtis here any questions you may have. He's been very helpful uh, in yeah. all of this. And, and I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is genetics, um, keep yeah. in mind. So right, yeah, I, I, I like to think uh, I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's somebody I know who will know the answer to it. So. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think those, I think those are all the questions well, I had. Um, didn't touch on our Holstein and Jersey crossbreed. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> Shoot, that's a whole other topic. I don't know. You want to spend all afternoon here, um, but I can touch on it briefly. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. In the, in the industry, jerseys are kind of you know known as you know the higher quality milk. Right. You know, better fat, better protein. Sure. Not so high on the milk production. Sure. Um, Holsteins are. You know, high on the milk production, low on the um, components. Right, the nutritional um, content. Yes, exactly. So um, we're seeing a big move um, with crossbreeds, um, mm. the F1 hybrids, huh. um, Hojos. <laughs> <laughs> they, for a while there, they, they don't know what to call them, mm. don't know how to treat them. Um, you'll get your extremes, you get your registered purebred Holsteins, you get your purebred Jersey guys, mm-hmm. and when you talk about crossbreeds, they <laughs> nope. get out of here with nope. your hocus yeah. pocus, you know, this is fake, <laughs> yeah. this isn't real. Yeah. Um, but for the sake of crossbreeding, you're going to get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that production, you're get the components, um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're getting it, we're seeing it. Um, we have one, Marcelo, on our lineup is a Hojo um, mm-hmm. F1 hybrid. Um, this proof coming up, we're actually getting um, a crossbreed evaluation. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit controversial. Um, the bull with a BBR, it's, I can't even bull breed <laughs> registration, I think. I <laughs> one of those. Abbreviations are, but uh, whatever the breed is, it's basically what percentage of the breed it is. Okay. Um, uh, the company could basically choose how they want that to be evaluated. If they <laughs> want it to be on the Jersey Index to be evaluated by the Jersey Index, or on the Holstein. Um, I think the companies have been choosing Jersey because I think it does um, give it more enticing. Gotcha. Uh, a bit more. Um, so it's it's such a big movement that they're dedicating a whole crossbreed index for it wow. uh, evaluation so whereas i have my uh, holstein catalog and my jersey catalog i think one day we're gonna get a crossbreed catalog <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy and you'll see these crossbreed hurts yeah um and um guys are getting it it's the that's the milk production of a holstein and the components of a jersey um so proofs is tomorrow <laughs> which we're getting some information in the the market tomorrow and uh it's exciting stuff. It sounds um, interesting. It is. It's. It's. I think it's a route Genex is looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our we we don't have a whole lot of purebreds. I don't think a lot of companies have a lot of purebreds. Right. That's just not what the commercial. If you ask me, I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody. Right. What the commercial Jersey herd is anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think guys are doing it. Right. <laughs> guys are purebred Jersey herds, and they're making it still. But I think if you want to get on the commercial level, at some degree, you're going to be crossbreeding. Mm. You know, your herd isn't, it's not going to be all Jersey. Right. It's just tough. And right. like I said, people are doing it. It works for some people. But if I were to own a dairy, I think it'd be a crossbreed dairy. Yeah. Um, it, 
it's easy to talk about. It's a whole other thing to maintain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. And you think of uh, strategic breeding programs, that's that's like the pinnacle of strategic breeding. Right. You got to have your Holstein herd, you got to have your Jersey herd, mm-hmm. and you got to essentially crossbreed them to enter into the um, crossbreed herd and maintain that. <clears throat> right. So um, that's where the fun comes in. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> that's it. where the strategic comes in, strategy comes in right so yeah um, definitely sound like it something yeah we probably should touch on that because that is more commercial dairy that is uh what these guys are choosing right um, i think for a while their holstein was the only answer i think a lot of guys went holstein right i think some guys that hold on to jerseys um i've some have switched but the guys yeah. still in it i think are leaning more and more towards uh crossbred yeah so yeah, yeah. That's more on the commercial <laughs> side of dairy. You can't miss that. That's, yeah, uh, no, it definitely sounds. Um, that's key. Sounds like a big, uh, yeah, big contender. Yes, for sure. And uh, gotta give Genex a spotlight. I am <laughs> account manager for Genex. Genex headquarters are in Shawano, Wisconsin. Um, I am a field rep. Uh, I have uh, sales reps in the area as well. I work with. Um, I cover. Bakersfield to Merced. Okay. Just about. I have dairies I visit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I don't know what else is worth touching on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that you uh, you, know, you covered a good awesome. amount of information there. I, you know, I appreciate it. And, good deal. You know, I'd be more than happy to have you back on another episode. I appreciate but, that, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I would love to. It's going yeah. fun. Yeah, talk about you know, some more stuff going on. I mean, yeah. there's so much to talk about. In six so, months, I mean, we'll have another topic. Oh, <laughs> we'll have a bunch of different stuff to talk about. There's so. so much. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, it'd be interesting to have you back on yeah. and talk about some you know, some I'd be happy stuff, to bring so. Yeah, awesome. um, that's all I have, you know, Good for deal. you. I appreciate you coming out and talking to us about Thanks. what you do and what's going on in the dairy industry as far as the next go right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so please, and I can't stress enough. Any questions, <laughs> and if you think it's dumb or not, please, I yeah, I'm a problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, so, I'll be uh, you know, I'll, I'll be reaching out to you some more. I'll, you. I definitely know that some of my audience members will be reaching out as well. So. Good deal. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have awesome. for you. So well, thank you, Brendan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. And uh, for all of you, thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer.